everybody, welcome back to this week's episode of The Productivity Project. I was going to do my usual sing my own jingle, my DIY intro that you guys know and love by now, but I have had COVID for the last week and my voice is still a little pitchy, as my daughter would say. It's a quote from Frozen, Olaf refers to Elsa being pitchy. Idina Mendel, she to me could never be pitchy. Anyway, that was a a deep dive already at 23 seconds in. Today, I'm not singing my intro, guys, because yes, my voice is still a little scratchy after a week of relative hell. I say relative because in the grand scheme of things, it was not really hell, but it was pretty bad. I had COVID and I was the only one in my family to get it, even though we made pretty limited efforts to mask and isolate. I didn't isolate. I have two children who are four and two, so isolation was impossible, but I did wear a mask and I did. I felt like I was washing my hands very frequently. So I feel that I am responsible for saving my family the pain of contracting COVID. But anyway, we're at the end of it now and I am on the up, but my voice is still a little tender. So I hope today isn't too bad. I hope you can handle listening to me for the next kind of 20 to 30 minutes as I chat to you. And for those of you who messaged me about last week, there was no episode. You are right. I did actually share on my Instagram stories that I'd be missing posting an episode because the I usually record on a Monday and I had literally just come down with COVID on the Sunday evening, I think. And yeah, look, I was in no fit state, guys. Like you would have been listening to Snot City. Like it was just, it was dreadful. I, I think it's because I, I didn't so much get the cough. I have a cat and I think I am allergic to cats. <laughs> I don't know if anybody else out there who has cats is allergic to cats and just in complete denial, but I am definitely in complete denial. I have a cat. And since I've had the cat, I feel like every time I get like a cold or a sniffle or something, it's just on steroids. I probably need steroids in saying that. Is that what we take for allergies these days? No, antihistamines. Anyway, um, so yes, I was very snotty and gross and last week's episode would not have been a joy, guys. I don't think anybody would have gotten anything out of it, myself included. So Thank you, though, for those who got in touch and noticed that there was no episode because it means that you guys are listening and enjoying the podcast, which makes me feel really great. And it also just makes my heart sing that you are finding this helpful every week. And hopefully I am helping you change your ideas when it comes to productivity and making your time work for you. So today let's get into it before my voice runs out today I want to talk about a trigger word probably for most of you this word or this feeling or emotion not sure if it's a feeling or an emotion Brene Brown would probably know better than me came up for me last week while I was sick while I had COVID and It really floored me because I had no idea that I still battled this emotion or this feeling so much and it really came to the surface for me last week and it was something that really heavily relates to 
how I use my time and how I think about productivity and considering I am a productivity coach with a productivity podcast and I talk about productivity all the time. It actually made me feel like a little bit of a fraud. So what am I talking about here? What's she talking about? You're saying I am talking about guilt. So today I wanted to talk about guilt when it comes to how we use our time, because I think When we look at and think about how we move through our day, the things that we decide to do and the way we decide to use our time, especially when it comes to what we feel is a valid, in inverted commas, or valuable use of our time, a lot of the decisions we make, especially as women, can often be related back to the feeling of guilt. So... Did even just hearing this word in, you know, my big, bad, bold voice (laughs) bring up some hideous feelings for you? Because reading it on a page, when I read the word guilt in like bold capital letters, it triggers me. It gives me feelings of anxiety. I can't even put my finger on what the feelings are, actually. It's probably a mixture of panic, sadness anxiety, probably some fear in there and that mostly that overarching sense that somewhere something in my body is physically wincing at the sight of a word. So it's a big word that conjures up everything from, you know, images of my children to my mental to-do lists, thoughts about the goals I haven't even started on yet, the time or lack of that I spend with my partner these days family, friends, my declining fitness level, the accumulating pile of cat hair in my bathroom, you know, the amount of cheese I consume while I'm supposedly on a dairy elimination diet, and on and on it goes. I thought I'd gotten a lot better at not feeling guilt, so at taking myself, you know, talking myself down off the proverbial guilt ledge, at stopping the guilt spiral before it starts. But then last week, happened. Then I got sick. Not as in fully sick, (laughs) lol. Not even seriously sick, just sick. I got COVID. So it wasn't serious. It wasn't, you know, I got a severe illness or, you know, it's it's nothing dramatically life-changing. I just got sick. And it wasn't the type of sickness that was disturbing for me. It was my first thought when I had those symptoms when that test came up positive. What was my first thought? Instead of reveling in my you know, relatively newfound, but still established enough that I should be fairly practiced in this sort of thing, freedom. Instead of reveling in the freedom, hashtag freedom, that comes with starting your own business and being able to say when and where you work. Instead of reveling in that, switching off my laptop and crawling into bed for a week of rest and recovery, my first thought was, well, this is a relief. I'll be able to use this time not being able to see everyone to catch up on all those things that have been on my list for weeks. I was relieved to be sick. So I'm just going to let that sit there for a minute because I want you to ponder whether you have actually felt 
the same. Over the last year or few years or however long you want to think back, when you've gotten sick and it's meant that you've had to kind of check out of something or step away from something for a little bit, how has that made you feel? Has that made you feel disappointed or has it made you feel you know if you not really felt much because you're just feeling so bloody sick that you can't really have room for feeling anything else or has there been some relief you know I was relieved to be sick and I plowed through client work like I normally would maybe even more feverish feverishly (laughs) I've just had a fever and I can't say the word feverishly, maybe even more feverishly, literally, than I would on a healthy week. So the forced cancellation of all my face-to-face meetings and my calls and, you know, any even social catch-ups felt like a delicious parcel of extra time that I felt I never had. And it wasn't until I was in the middle of a brief procrastination interlude involving aggressively washing my couch cushion covers and reshaping them to fit. Meanwhile, it was really satisfying. I started to feel out of breath, a bit flushed and a bit dizzy. Like I didn't pass out, but I sort of just fell over a bit and was like, oh, I'm not sure what's going on here. Like I'm not feeling that great while I was assertively shoving my couch cushions back into their covers. And it wasn't anything as dramatic as being hit over the head with an axe. Okay, that was a little bit aggressive, but still, it hit me. So the belief that I had to be doing something all the time was so, so dangerously and deeply ingrained. And when I say was, I'm talking about last week. So it still is. So detaching from it would feel like ripping stitches that have been repeatedly and meticulously sewn day after day, year after year into every single fiber of my being. And last week, even though I was sick, even though I was exhausted, even though really what I should have done, and I know should is a subjective word, but honestly, what I should have done was gone to bed and and rested until I felt better. But last week, I couldn't escape the feeling that I had to use every single minute I had, assigning it a measure of worth based on the activity I was completing. So if my kids weren't home, I had to make the most of the time they were away and work, you know, in case they got COVID and they were out next week and I didn't have that time. Whether you're sick or not, I'm wondering if some of you can relate to that guilty voice that sounds a lot like years of social conditioning courtesy of middle-class white men called Brian, quietly whispering, if you're going to send your kids to childcare away from their family home, the least you can do is work for it. If my kids were here, I'd spend time with them, but I'd also confuse kid time with clean the house, do the washing, prep the dinner, order the groceries, pick up 20 miscellaneous items on every lap I do around the house time. (laughs) I struggled to just be with them without feeling like we had to either do an activity or that I should be doing some variety of household chore, that I should be cooking them something more nutritious than plain pasta and peas for dinner. And everything I'm talking about here is not exclusive to when I'm sick. It's not just from last week. It took me being sick and still relentlessly hurtling on to realize 
that this is the shit that I'm telling myself, albeit subconsciously, every single bloody day. I'm a productivity coach who preaches rest first, saying no, reducing your to-do list and working less hours as the formula for moving closer to your goals. But I have been living completely opposite to what I coach my clients on. And even for that, I feel guilty. There's that guilt creeping in again. So now I've got last week's reflections off my chest and a little bit of a barb towards middle-aged white men called Brian. I wanted to use this episode to talk about guilt because it is something that so many people who start their own business struggle with, particularly women. We're often lauded as placing too much pressure on ourselves, having too high expectations of what we can and should achieve. But where did this come from? I struggle to get on board with the idea that women wake up with this almost irrepressible need to berate ourselves, you know, completely unprovoked. I surveyed my Instagram followers a few weeks ago on what they struggled with the most as service providers when it comes to their time. And 67 people, 60, 67% sorry, of the people who responded, and there were quite a few, and yes, they were mostly female, said that they struggled with feeling guilty if they weren't using every single second wisely. But where does this come from? So guilt and time, specifically how we use or spend our time, often go hand in hand. But I want to invite you to have a bit of a ponder for a minute on when you feel guilt when it comes to your time. So if you have children and you also work, you might feel guilty when you need or you want to work more and this affects the time you spend with your kids or vice versa. You might feel guilty that you're not putting in you know, the hours you feel you should because you're picking your children up early from preschool. If you're a service provider, you might feel guilty about not having gotten done what you said you would in a given time frame, or you might feel guilty that you spent a proportion of your day procrastinating or even resting. You might feel guilt for wanting to make more money, not seeing your friends in favor of prioritizing your health, or you might feel guilty for resting or sleeping more when you still have 276 items on your to-do list. So historically, looking back, yes, this is now a history podcast, it's not, (laughs) guilt is a huge driving force in how our society functions. I mean, all we need to do is look at the church. They have been leveraging guilt for centuries, but that's a whole other chat. So come at me if you'd like to talk about that. I have a lot to say. We have an inextricably undeniable compulsion to action our way out of guilt. This is something we've been conditioned to do as a society and again, particularly as women since, well, I'm going to call it, I'm calling it since the bloody dawn of time, honestly. Devorah Baum in her long form guardian piece on guilt writes that the guilt that blocks and inhibits us also propels us to work, 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 to become relentlessly productive in the hope that we might, by our good work, rid ourselves of guilt. So no wonder we have fast forwarded to the present where we are surrounded 
by an unprecedented myriad of expectations when it comes to, you know, what we should be able to juggle, achieve, create. No wonder we feel guilty whenever we are presented with a situation where the ideal action, if you like, is to sit down and do nothing. So when you're feeling that guilt, what are you actually feeling? Most of us think we feel guilty because we've done something wrong. But most of the time, that's not actually what's behind our guilt. Zoe Blasky talks about guilt regularly on her fabulous podcast, Motherkind. I highly recommend if you're a mum. She is brilliant and she hosts some phenomenal guest experts. So definitely go and check it out. Zoe dives deep into guilt and unpacks the idea that the feeling we label guilt most of the time isn't actually guilt at all. So proper guilt, so the guilt that's helpful as both a motivator and an emotional guide is useful when we step outside our values or what it is that's important to us and we do something that we want to amend for. So most of the time, this isn't what's actually happening when we feel guilt, according to Zoe. Most of the time, we're either trying to measure ourselves by standards that are in conflict with our own or we're feeling bad because someone else feel bad, feels bad about our actions, whether we do or not. Or we're beating ourselves up because we're human and we've made a mistake. So what does all this have to do with time and productivity? It's a fair question because I have done a little bit of a tiny little rabbit hole burrow in the last five minutes, but let's bring it back. So when we are feeling guilt about something relating to the way we are using our time, so whether that's, you know, working more on one client than another or ignoring a client's call and putting the TV on when our kids are home because we want to get a little bit more done or not spending 30 minutes cooking a gourmet meal and getting takeaway instead, whatever it is, this is a signal to us that number one, We are significantly conditioned to compulsively using our time, our every waking minute to do something. And once we notice this, we can then start to change this if this is something we want to change. And number two, it's a signal that how we are using our time is just, you know, chafing a little bit or a lot. Sorry about the chafing image, guys. Couldn't think of another word that was better. I feel like chafing really fits, but I'm going to stop saying chafing. Just stop the chafe. There's too much chafe in this podcast. Chafe, chafe, chafe. Anyway, stop, cat. With the values, we're chafing a little bit or a lot. With the, Just said it again. With the values we hold for ourselves, whether we're conscious, we have these values or not. So, for example... One of my clients I spent time with in a one-on-one session recently with was struggling because she felt guilty for always falling into a slump after lunch, like a lot of us do, right? So no matter what she tried, she could never reclaim her morning mojo. And like many of us, she felt really, you know, foggy and drowsy and like she needed a longer lunch break. But with two kids in childcare, she felt like resting longer over lunch would create more stress and more time pressure in the afternoon when she needed all the hours she could get before she picked her kids up from childcare. So in working through this, we mapped out various scenarios and I particularly looked at the one where she did take the nap. You know, she set an alarm, she had a nap, she woke feeling more alert, more rested, and she was able to actually work through her list 
for the afternoon in less time than if she'd forced herself, you know, to make another coffee, sit down, battle procrastination, you know, and so on. So the guilt was coming from her years of corporate work where lunch breaks were 45 minutes and the only place for an employee to be between the hours of nine to five was sat at a desk. That was actually where we unpacked that the guilt was coming from. It wasn't actually something that it wasn't a value that she had. She didn't actually personally hold the value that her lunch break should be short. That was a value or you know, that was a guilty trigger that was coming from a value held by somebody else, in that case, her former workplace. So challenging our guilt around what our time should look like and our notion of the role productivity actually plays in our life is a huge barrier breaker when it comes to tackling our guilt around work, around how much we rest and how productive we are. So when productivity is less your life on the daily and more a holistic tool you use that incorporates, you know, rest and work, it can completely transform how much you work and how effective that work is. And that is something that I again reminded myself the hard way (laughs) last week. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did enjoy it, please hit subscribe wherever you're listening so that you don't miss more episodes on unconventional productivity for service providers and online business owners, whether you're a current one or whether you're an aspiring one every single Tuesday. I'll be back next week, hopefully with a little less scratchiness in the vocals. And until then, let's all go and have a guilt-free lie down, shall we? I'll see you next week, guys.